Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, recapping some of the latest details that we have on the shooting at Union Station yesterday. We'll get to your calls here in just a second. Um, I want to pass on an update from Children's Mercy. Uh, thank you to Cody Holyoke from Channel 9 for this one. Uh, three. So um, Children's Mercy initially got in 12 patients. Yesterday, they had said 11 of those were juveniles. Nine of those 11 had gunshot wounds. This is what they say today. Three of the 12 patients received from the rally are still at the hospital. All others have been released. That's awesome. That's fantastic. And yesterday, they had said everybody would be okay. I mean, they said nobody had, nobody was injured to the point that they, everybody was going to recover. Uh, they said 11 of the kids were ages 6 to 15. Nine of the kids have been shot. So their information has stayed consistent. It's, and it's again, it's just unbelievable that that's what we're talking about here that today of all days after what happened yesterday. It just it's so incongruous with what was going on. And I'll go back to the fact that, you know, we said what a well-behaved crowd for, for you know, during the entire parade, during the rally itself, right up until the very end. Everything was going exactly by the script. And then all of a sudden it just went horribly off the rails. There is another thing I want to mention about Children's Mercy, by the way, because this ties into the fact that we have such a giving nature. And when things like this happen, when members of our community are uh, are hurt like this, that we look for ways to help. And curiously, a lot of this started to happen yesterday because of the nature of the relationship, going back to the fact that this was the chief's parade and and rally, that all of a sudden, and there's a great article today in the Kansas City Star about this, that two years ago, when the shooting happened, the top shooting in Buffalo, there was a tremendous response from Chiefs fans for that, that you had people because of the nature of the relationship between the two football teams who were sending money in to, to try to help out what was going on in Buffalo after that shooting. Now the tables have turned and the the fans of the of the bills are now sending in $17 donations to Children's Mercy in Kansas City. Some are donating more, obviously. You can do that if you want to. But it's great to see that kind of synergy happen. And the money's going to exactly the right place. So if you want to do that, to make your own donation of $20, 50 100 250 bucks, whatever it is to Children's Mercy, all you have to do is go online to support.childrensmercy.org. Support.childrensmercy.org right there is the donation page to donate money to Children's Mercy for the incredible work that they had to do yesterday. 
While we're passing on numbers, let me pass on two more and then we'll go to your calls. Um, 311 is the city's non-emergency information line. Um, it was startling this morning to see the pictures that reporters were posting from the Union Station scene of kids' shoes, of strollers that were left. If you are missing property, if you have questions about things like that, call 311. And we should mention this number more often, 988 is that hotline for mental health services. That used to be the suicide prevention lifeline. That is 988. And the number that they gave out during the press conference just a little while ago, you can also find this on Twitter. I retweeted it. Uh, KCPD has it up on, on their Twitter feed as well is the number for information if you were there, if you have video, if you have story, you know, a story to tell the police about what you witnessed. That number is 816-413-3477. 816-413-3477. And like I said, if you missed that from Stacy Graves earlier or from me just now, just look on Twitter. You can find it via my feed or via KCPD. All right. 913-586-7798. We'll go back to your calls here. Looks like uh, Bob and Casey has been hanging on the longest. Thanks for holding through the news for us, Bob. Yeah. Are you there? Yes. What's on your yes. mind? Yeah. I think the problem in uh, Jackson County is the prosecutor's office and right on crime. They let everybody loose. I I would say some of them people arrested yesterday probably should have been in jail for something else they had done earlier this year. They let people out over anything. And they don't hold anybody accountable. What are they going to do when they put that Royal Stadium in downtown? How are they going to stop anybody from getting shot there? I mean, it's a valid question. Know. Uh, you know, as as far as their arrest record before now, they've given no information about that. So uh, I, I don't, I, I can't really base policy on a guess. Yeah, several of you were bringing that up. What are we going to do in the stadiums downtown? What are we going to? I would ask your more immediate problem. I mean, if we're going to go that direction, is what are we doing with the St. Patrick's Day parade? What are we doing the next time we have a Super Bowl parade? Um, the idea that a lot, in fact, where was I last night where somebody said this to me? Now we're going to start having Super Bowl parades or all parades, quote unquote, at Arrowhead, where it's a controlled environment with metal detectors. Yeah. Because you can. You can do a little more there. And with an outdoor event, you can't. Unless you fence the entire thing off, there's really nothing you can do. Um, I, I, you know, I think we have to keep in mind, too, this was not targeted at the event. Right. It happened at the event because you had that many people. It, it was targeted at an argument that took place, and somebody yeah. decided to end an argument with a gun. That's the problem. If you want to know what the problem is, it's the fact that you had two groups of people that were arguing with each other, and somebody decided to end the arg to end the argument with a gun. And if you can figure out how to stop that from happening, the lines are open. We go to uh, Dean and KCK up next. Hello, Dean. Hey, guys. Hey, the, the, not the previous caller, but the one before that that was talking about the the big guy, there was the two big guys, because we all heard that guy on Dane and Park. Yep. For and those who didn't, by the way, real quick, let me interrupt. For those who didn't hear it yesterday, I assume a lot of you have no clue what interview people are talking about. Colin's pulling it. We're, we're working. We've got the segment. Colin's working to pull it. So we'll play it for you here in a minute. But go on. Go ahead, Dean. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and you'll hear it. W one of the, I'll just call them antagonists. I don't know. One of the older big guys took a lot of rounds, was laying there bleeding out. And I'm not saying conspiracy. I ain't that guy. But everybody in custody is a minor. Only one death. We haven't heard a thing about that guy that, that I know of. That's what I think a lot of people are wondering about. Not so much conspiracy, just what happened to that guy. Well, That's my take. 
Okay. Uh, well, you know, Dean, thank you. Without them giving any condition reports, that's all we can all we can tell you is what's been confirmed through right. KCPD. And what's been confirmed through KCPD is one death. That was Lisa Lopez Galvan. That's all we know. So if there was somebody else who was shot and shot up that badly, then presumably he's at a hospital and, and being worked on. But up till now, they have told us one death. That's it. Right. And I know it's frustrating, and I know some of you, information swirls around a city more sometimes. We get our information from KCPD. So, because you never know. With that, we'll go to uh, James, who's also in Kansas City. Hello, James. Hey, how you guys doing, man? I appreciate you taking my call. You bet. I'm a, uh, I'm a truck driver. I deliver locally here in town of Kansas City, and I was delivering yesterday downtown through, uh, through a lot of that stuff. And um, I'm, I'm actually thankful there was a lot less people than there was during the Royals parade in 2015, uh, a significant amount of less people. And it could have been a lot worse, you know, when, when people scatter in a, in a mass amount of people like that. I mean, if it was like the Royals parade, man, the trample effect probably would have been a lot worse. So I'm, I'm thankful it wasn't that bad. But uh, I just want everybody to know, man, I love you guys. You know, Kansas City, you know, we're all in this together, man. It's a terrible situation. And, yeah, we can speculate about what happened. I think we'll get answers as time goes on. You just got to be patient and let the process go down. But, you know, Kansas City, we got to love on each other, man, and stop all this stupid, senseless violence, man. I love you guys. Love you back, James. Thanks Thank you. Couldn't have said it better. Appreciate it. All right. Uh, we need to get to a break. We are working to pull the audio. Um, I will tell everybody that coming up at 1130, we're going to switch gears. Whoever, whoever would have guessed that this week was going to be what it was. But yesterday... In the last couple of days, the other big story that we've been talking about was the decision to move the Royals to um, the site of the Casey Star Building. There's been a lot of talk amongst the businesses that are going to go away simply because of the footprint of that. And we're going to talk to the owner of one of those businesses coming up at 1130. Uh, we'll take a break. Be back here with more of your calls next on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Um, let me mention this, too, that... Um, and, and thank you to the person that reminded me of this, that we need blood donors. Some of you were wondering, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? What can I do? Um, we were in a blood shortage before this, but this is always when we think about that. I don't have a list of Red Cross blood drives in front of me, but Community Blood Center will always do it. You can make an appointment on their website. That's where I go. It's super easy. There's one in Gladstone. There's one at 40th and Main Street also. Just go to Community Blood Center online and you can do it. Yeah, you want to do something immediate to help out? That's what you can yeah. do to help out. All right. Some of you were calling in talking about the interview on Dana and Parks yesterday. And I said I yesterday was there were some parts where if you didn't hear every bit, I wanted us to replay it. Colin, tell us what we're going to hear. Is it some of it has just been kind of it was it was pretty yeah, lengthy. Yeah, this is probably about an eight minute interview. I cut it down to about two minutes. This is uh, Carrie is some of the, the people calling in have been talking. Uh, this is just his testimony of of the events of yesterday. Uh, it was two larger black men with hoodies on and they kept telling these five younger kids that were dressed up in hoodies and face masks. But they looked young and smaller, about five of them. And they were the two bigger guys kept saying they were going to get one of the, the younger kids. I thought it was going to be over. They started to walk away, but then one kid walked back with his black backpack, raised his backpack up. I'm still not thinking anything at the time. He, that's when all the, uh, it sounded like a fully automatic gun started firing at the big guy. I turned to kind of froze. I just turned around. And then by the time I faced back to the action, the dude was, 
the big guy was laying on the ground at my feet and he dropped his gun and then I think that's where so, he bled out. Uh, Carrie, explain this to me if if you will. You think he died, Carrie? I'm, I'm pretty sure they were uh he he lost a lot of blood and I it looked like a, more than one gun one, more than one hole and they were doing chest uh pumps on him when I was standing there. And then how, Carrie, did you end up reuniting with your, your wife and your child? By luck, because as you know, all the lines were busy. Uh, she just started walking towards the exit, and I just flagged her down as she was walking towards the exit. And then the other shooting happened, and everybody hit the ground. And then what do you, uh, Wait, wait, wait. When you what said the shooting? other shooting, what do you mean? There was another shooting right after that one, which... 20 cops responded to the the initial shooting and then about five minutes into that one half of those cops went running to the front uh stage which my wife said uh they were forcing them down on the ground because there was another shooting i didn't hear the second one i have no uh, i have no recollection of that i was still reeling over what i'd seen okay so that was the audio um, from Dana and Parks yesterday. Yeah, and uh, as you heard, I mean, he was making an assumption that the person who had been shot that he witnessed had bled out. He didn't know. Right, right. All right, uh, we have about five more minutes. We'll get to as many calls here as we can. Let's go to Michael, who's in Blue Springs up next. Hello, Michael. Hey, good morning, friends. Um, wow, uh, what a punch in the gut for otherwise would have been a great uh, cap to a day. I have about four points to make, and I I, I just want to say, obviously, our hearts, our hearts in Kansas City go out to the ones that were injured, and even more to the ones that that were injured from the mental and psychological. Uh, what a punch in the gut. Yeah. Number two. N- number two. You know, the police, sometimes they get a lot of bad rap and a lot of this and that. But I'm telling you what, I believe, in my opinion, yesterday, Stacey Graves, the whole crew, they got it right. I believe that and the citizens of this wonderful city responded. I think they got it right yesterday. Number three, I... uh <clears throat> I plead and beg with our Kansas City Chiefs that that they think about their contract. They come back next year for that three-peat because we have far more motivation than we ever had before to bring that trophy home for the victims and for the city. I plead with the Chiefs, come back, three-peat, the Royals stand tall. The fourth issue, or the fourth thing, and this is – I just thought about this. If we need to do the parade, which we will do the parades, until Royal Stadium moves, can we link these stadiums together and fill the parking lot with security for them to come in, link these two stadiums together, and have security checkpoints fill both stadiums? If the not if when the Chiefs win our third Super Bowl. They can parade around uh, Kaufman and go right over into Arrowhead. We'll fill them both, Jumbotron and uh, Kaufman, uh, secure it. Man, I, I hope that that can be up for discussion until right. 
Uh, Michael, yeah, like we said, there's no bad ideas uh, at this point. And I think you're going to hear a lot of discussion about what these things are going to look like in the future. But as you said, Jamie, before with the St. Patrick's Day parade coming up, what, uh, three weeks from now? Then sounds right. Yeah. yeah. What what's the you know, what kinds of steps are going to be made there? Because that's something you really I mean, you can move it, but you're not going to move it to a place that's going to be indoors like that. And back to your point, and we'll get to another call here back to John's point. This just happened to take place at the end of the rally. It wasn't targeted at that group. We don't know why it happened there, but that wasn't. Um, the people that were at the parade weren't the intended target of the shooting, just like the one at Crown Center. I mean, you know, I mean, we've had other situations like this where it happens to happen in a place where it wasn't that wasn't the target. But we have nine kids with gunshot wounds and one woman who is dead who had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's the part of it that just I mean, when you're in a crowd like that, uh, you can't control. And when you're dealing with a juvenile who doesn't you know who isn't thinking and who is uh, you know if if we're to believe what the eyewitnesses said about this event if you're dealing with a juvenile who's not thinking about any of this stuff doesn't care anyway and is just willing to pop off rounds into a crowd then what are you going to do what what can you possibly do to either see that coming or stop it before it gets here one more call here real quick and then we'll move on let's go next to it looks like uh, Tamala in Lenexa is up next on the solo Tamala Hi. Tell us um, about it. What's on your mind? I I was at work when um, the news started coming in. I had just come back from lunch, and um, I walked through the hallway, walked by the break room, and they said, you know, there's been a shooting at the parade. And um, the first thing I thought was, you know, hopefully it, it was just young, dumb kids, you know, and nobody got hurt. And then everything started coming out, and then the kids started, you know, we started hearing about the kids that were injured and my first thought was what kind of senseless stupid person can injure a child my son had heart surgery in october and i you know i've been in that waiting room you don't know what's going to happen to your child you don't know you know if the last time you saw them would have been the last time you know your mind is constantly going over what was the last thing i said to them and then there were people who they didn't know where their kids were and you know, to put a child in a hospital bed for senseless, stupid crap, I mean, that's the first thing that came to my mind. And then I, I came home, I listened to, um, you know, 98.1 the whole way home. And the first thing I heard when, or the first thing I saw when I walked in was my three-year-old. And she was sleeping with her Build-A-Bear, and her Build-A-Bear um, has a Kansas City Chiefs hoodie on it. And it broke me and something inside of me just kind of broke. I wasn't even there. I was, you know, 40 minutes away in Kansas and it wasn't even, I mean, it still just brings tears to my eyes because all of these kids, they went there to have a good time. These families, they went there to have a good time. They went there to make memories and they, they come home with, gunshot wounds yeah yeah i know it's home with ptsd and trauma and you think about somebody standing up in front of a judge and saying well your honor somebody dissed me so i shot 11 kids and killed a woman yeah i mean it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me and you know me and my mom we were talking last night and um i i told her i said i said how 
when you're in that situation, because, you know, at first the reports are, you know, there was a shooting inside of Union Station. I said, if you're inside a Union Station and you got a three-year-old and a one-year-old, how are you supposed to keep them quiet? Yeah. How are you supposed to hide them? How, like, and that's what goes through your mind, you know. I'm, I'm about to be 24. I grew up going to school, and you were scared to go to school because you didn't know if, you know, a school shooting was going to happen that day or not. But that's not normal. This is not normal. And this is not the Kansas City that everybody should be proud of. I mean, Kansas City is on every single national news. And not for, you know, a parade. It's for a senseless act of violence that landed, you know, 12 people in children's mercy. Yeah. It's... And I, I, can't, I can't wrap my head around this. All morning it was like I drove to work in a daze. I, I hear you. We've got to go for the bottom of the hour, but thank you very much for the call. And, yeah, I, I think that's where we all are right now is just trying to think what, what is the sense of any of this. And there just isn't any. Very good call to end with. We're going to leave it there for now. I suspect we'll be coming back to this later in the show. Uh, but we're going to switch over to the other big story or one of the other big stories of the week is the fact that the Royals are going to move to a footprint uh, that includes the Casey star printing building included in that footprint is a business that is probably going to have to go away now. And we will talk to the owner of that business coming up next year on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole. Well, good thing. Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados. Like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo. They are so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We counted around 20 businesses that lie in the footprint of where the Kansas City Royals would move if a 3-8 cent sales tax extension passes in April. Uh, and one of those is owned by a guest that we have on the line with us. Yes, indeed. Jill Coxon, owner of uh, Chartreuse Saloon online with us. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, this has been a whirlwind for you over these last few days. When the announcement was made, how much uh, foreknowledge did you have that your business may be in the crosshairs here? Well, we the rumblings had picked up recently that it was going to be somewhere in our vicinity. So we knew a little bit, but, but zero actual information. Um, for the record, the tenants in this area have not been communicated with at all. In fact, 
any communication that has been made has pretty much been bold-faced lies. So um, we can start there. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's been very shocking to know that there's a blank slate just a few blocks away, you know, that would be a, a great location. It's ready to build, more or less, with almost zero community impact. And instead, they're choosing to destroy a ton of local entrepreneurs who they, they lured to this area under the guise of, you know, creating unique, authentic hospitality and retail experiences that represent Kansas City, only to turn around and sell us out with zero communication. Zero. Jill, if you could inform us a bit for those who don't know the area as well, the businesses that we are, yours included, but the businesses that we are talking about that could be in trouble here. Well, so there's a certain number of businesses that are in trouble because they're physically going to be demolished if this goes through. So there's that set of businesses. There's also the adjacent businesses, you know, who, if they're lucky to survive construction, are definitely going to suffer from a, a shifting demographic to the area. You know, this, this area has been uh, brought up as a, you know, a boutique, a boutique local business area. It's an arts district. Um, and and, it, and it's, just, it's just not easy to completely switch out a demographic to an area and expect those businesses to survive. So it's kind of two different conversations. It will be devastating for a ton of local businesses. And if you want, do you want me to name a few of them? Sure. Um, I mean, we know a list, but I mean, I give it just for those who don't know, we've got some restaurants in there. Um, there are just some private consulting businesses as well. Oh, sure. I mean, there's tons. I mean, there's, there's, uh, you know, music venues, um, there's, uh, you know, iconic historic buildings, you know, that are, that are event spaces in the footprint that, that I see, you know, it, you know, immediately across the street, you know, people have this idea that it's this dilapidated area that's blighted. It is not, there's not a single vacant spot on our block. It's all been recently renovated and shocker. It's been recently renovated, by one of the number one, uh, um, um, Property owners, you know, Matt Abbott, who I rent from, you know, who has not communicated with us at all, and in fact stood in my space a week ago and told an entire group of Community Crossroads Association people that he knew nothing. He was in the dark. You know, mean, but, you know, but meanwhile, he, he's been scheming with them to sell the property and not communicate with tenants at all. Is, is um, that the – let me interrupt you for a second. Is that the bold-faced lie that you were referred to just a minute ago? Oh, there's multiple. I mean, at that, that same night, Tony Prevatera, the owner, make no mistake, his company is not Ambassador Hospitality. He's Mark One Electric. I don't like when people co-opt the word hospitality because in order to uh, use the word hospitality, you have to care about people, and that's not what they do. So it's Mark One Electric. They own the Kansas City Star Building, purchased a dead dinosaur for $60 million, and they can't get rid of it. I mean, this, this scheme is very easy to see through, you know, and, and Cordish, they've hooked up with Cordish to, for um, to be the entertainment district. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, big, it's a big scheme. But, but pre, Tony stood in my space and told me to my face that this was going to be so great for me, knowing full well my building was in the demolition zone. That's, that, that's one of many other bold-faced lies. You know, it's, um, it's, it's, it's really laughable. <laughs> so now that this is the chosen site, amongst uh, the Kansas City Royals, and we know that there's a vote coming up on April 2nd, and you rent from an owner who maybe could make that decision for you, is your option now, are you going to fight against this vote? Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, you know, irreparable damage has already been done, you know, from to, you know, in the relationships between the city, you know, you need trust from the city through developers, through landlords, the tenants. And no matter what happens, irreparable damage has been done already. You know, we don't trust anything anybody says right now. Um, we haven't been communicated with at all. We've got a meeting coming up, I believe, on Tuesday um, to start 
talking, you know, the potential, you know, they talk about a community benefits agreement, but it's all been lip service. We've, we've, no one has been talked with and I, w- I wouldn't trust anything until there was a check in my hand and it cleared in my bank. But that's not just it. I mean, if I have employees that are being displaced, there's, there's livelihoods. It's not just about money. And yes, we're going to fight to vote. Um, it, it makes no sense to put it here based on community impact when they've got a blank slate 10 blocks away, not to mention billionaires are asking taxpayers for money to build something that A, isn't necessary, in my opinion, and B, money could be spent on far greater issues that Kansas City is definitely facing right now. You said you're going to fight the vote. That's one aspect. Is there anything else that you and the other business owners in the area can do? Well, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm not an attorney. You know, we've got you know people on board, you know, to help give us some legal advice in this. That's what we're going to do. You know, I, where we are, we are forming an alliance as, as a small group of business owners and entrepreneurs and also the building owners who were lied to Green Dirt Farms. You know, they've been they've been working on that space for almost three years, I believe, and bought the building told just a month ago by the city manager that they were in the safe zone, that, that coming across Oak Street would be a, 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 a quote, not starter. And then come to find out, they found out just like the rest of us, that they're in the demolition zone. So they're watching people, you know, build, build their lives, build livelihoods, you know, rent out businesses. They're ending up building permits. It's very passive aggressive. It's very duplicit. Um, so we're, what I'm telling, you know, or suggesting that we all do is, one, sit down and really hard value not just the physical assets of our businesses, but the punitive damages of displacing people and displacing livelihoods, you know, you know with, with no regard, like zero empathy, zero regard. That has a price tag. Joel, I want to talk more about that um, because you and I met in part because I've just known your name for a while, but I've been in Chartreuse Saloon multiple times and love it and love the vibe and love the kind of space that you offer that we don't have a lot of here. And it's difficult to start a business and you chose that location for a Mm -hmm. reason. And Mm -hmm. so take us through how difficult it is to close down, would you re would you reopen somewhere else? And if so, where else has got that vibe? Well, I mean, those are excellent points. I mean, it, that would be a long process. I mean, this city is also known for being incredibly difficult for small business owners to work with to start a business. The process is insane. It took us six, six months just to get our permits approved because of the ridiculous bureaucracy of Kansas City. And let's back up one step farther. The reason we chose this location, you know, Matt Abbott, who owns half of, of these crossroads who so essentially he is a mass property under the uh you know um the, the story that he wants to create unique interesting neighborhoods you know that ha- create community I mean, he says all the right words but doesn't have any of the communication that backs that up doesn't i've never seen a sign from him at all that he has any emotional attachment whatsoever to any of the businesses and as soon as he's offered a buyout he offers to sell before even communicating with us we would be in a very different conversation right now if we would have been approached and said, hey, we have this opportunity, we want, we want you to know that we'd make sure that you are whole, we'll talk about moving you. It's not just about physically moving. We, we're two years into a growth process. You don't just put a business open and hit your goals immediately. We are just now, almost two years in, starting to hit our pro forma goals. There's a price tag on that growth process. My investors would have to take three years steps back in their investment because we'd have to find a new location, new build out, the time that takes, and then the time it takes just to get back to where we are, and you know, that, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it's a, it, it's so those, those things aren't, they're, they're not free and, and they, they have a price tag and I'm not out to gouge anybody. I'm an honest and transparent person. I wish I was dealing with the same, 
but th- those things have a price tag and we're going to fight for it and we're going to fight for our employees to have not have their lives disrupted either um they deserve they deserve that Jill, you obviously feel like, and I don't think you've made any bones about this, that that you feel like you're not getting the full story here. Do you have any indication that even the property owners are getting the full story? Uh, I mean, that, that offers are being made in good faith or any of that. Do you do you have any idea what the process is, what's going on there right now? Um, well, you know, of course, anything that I say at this point would be called speculation. And that's by design because they've kept us in the dark intentionally. We've made calls to multiple entities over the last you know, months. And it's just hot potato. It's like, oh, oh, we're not the one in charge of that. We don't have any information. Talk to this person, zero. Um, it, 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 however, if you just step back and look at it from an objective money flow, you know, follow the money. Like I said, you know, you've got Tony Privatera who's stuck with a building he can't repurpose. You know, he thought he got a good deal. He bought a $200 million property, you know, $200 building for 60 million. Thought he was getting a good deal. Can't flip it, can't repurpose it. You know, Cordish is upset that if the East Village location is, um, is is taken, that that would be competition for them. So they have graciously stepped up. You know, of course they have to be the built-in entertainment district for the Royals. And then, of course, Matt Abbott stands to collect on both sides, both from the, you know, um, the buildings that he offers up, which he, like, like, like a lamb, he offered them up. There was no bones. You know? um, and then... And then he also graciously offered to rehome anyone who was displaced as if I would ever rent from him again. Well, you know, and, I mean, and, and to that end, I mean, as we look forward in this process, are, do you have any choice but to just go in and do business as usual for the time being? Well, and, and that's something else that's highly stressful. I've been talking with investors. You know, what do we do? Because they say, oh, you know, demolition might not happen for, you know, several years. Well, great. Does that mean that we continue to build and work on a brand that is, you know, dead on arrival of that date? And we know it. No, that doesn't make any sense for us. I don't want to waste my time and energy. It's disrespectful. Why would I waste my time and energy continuing to build a brand that we know is going to be demolished? Right? If we're gonna, if we are gonna move, we, we, we'd rather start that process now, okay. and we'd rather be compensated for that now. We certainly wish you luck. We'll keep in touch with you through this process because we want to know what's going on from the business owners as well. And we certainly thank you for the time today to tell us where you are with this entire thing. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. Uh, just uh, yeah, vote now on April 2nd. <laughs> Jill yeah. Coxon, thank you uh, very much for the time. And again, Chartreuse Saloon and other businesses in the area. Jill, thanks a bunch, and we'll keep in touch for sure. Uh, some of you are calling 913-586-7798. Back with more of your comments next here on KMBZ. 913-586-7798. Um, all right, so we've been covering the latest out of the shooting out of Union Station yesterday. I suspect... This is me just, maybe maybe this is me putting a little birdie in Stacey Graves' ear. The 24-hour mark comes. We don't know exactly what time they were detained, but I'm going to assume between 2 and 3 p.m. yesterday, given that the shooting happened just before 2 o'clock. I would expect we're going to hear something else out of KCPD. For sure, media is going to be asking at that 24-hour mark, what, what are we doing here? We we arresting or are we releasing? Sure. And and they've got to be just working on this minute by minute to try to get information that might lead to an arrest if one of the three that they have in custody is, in fact, the shooter. All right. So and then we were talking about the baseball stadium. So I get that your thoughts are kind of all over the place. So we'll take calls and see where it goes. Here. Let's do that and talk to Della and Shawnee up next. Hello, Della. Hi. Hey there. Hey, I was calling. I had uh, two comments one for the shooting and the other one for the Royals Baseball Stadium. Uh, the first one, the Royals Baseball Stadium, uh, basically I don't think that they considered the uh, traffic 
where they are right now, it's a lot of traffic coming in there. It, it's crazy coming into the ballpark or going out of the ballpark, and they sit right there off the highway. So being downtown, I think it's going to be very uh, polluted down there with all that traffic coming in, and then they got concerts and stuff going on down there at the same time. It's going to be kind of congested down there, but those are just my thoughts. Uh, the other issue is the shooting. As far as the shooting is concerned, I think that we need to get stricter gun laws. I think that uh, basically if you commit a public crime, uh, if someone gets hurt or killed, I understand guns for protection. If somebody comes into your house or you're trying to protect yourself, that's different. But just out here doing drive-by shootings or opening fire in a public uh, event, that will not be tolerated. We need stricter gun laws as far as if you do something like that, then you should get life or the death penalty. If you have no consideration for society, then society should have no consideration for you. I'm sorry that I'm that strict, but I believe that we need to use these people as an example and let people know we will not tolerate this anymore. All right. So those are my thoughts. Della, thank you. Okay. Uh, thanks very much for getting them out. And that's, you know, we, we've also talked about the fact that nobody thinks they're going to get caught. Nobody, right. when they're committing a crime, thinks they're going to get caught. And so I, I think there's value in that. I mean, certainly there's value in punishing somebody to the fullest extent of the law, especially for a heinous act like this where kids ended up with bullet holes in them. But, you know, is that on its own going to stop the next one from happening? I can't see where it would. Harsh punishment does not prevent people from doing stupid things. Yeah. If it did, we wouldn't have murder. Right. So, yeah. And, and you know, she mentioned strict gun laws in there as well. And then, you know, where do you start? We've seen that happen time and time again, uh, especially in the state of Missouri, where that's just you you get started on something like that and it goes absolutely nowhere. Maybe this will move the needle. But I think, you know, you look at instances past and it's hard to see where it might. So end the hour with Amanda in Kansas City. Amanda, last word's yours. Um, hi, I was calling. So I live at 27th and McGee and was outside yesterday about 10 minutes before the shooting on my balcony with my granddaughter. And there was a first shooting. I heard about five pops and a kid went down on the ground. They shut down McGee. And then next thing you know, law enforcement got their long guns out of their car and took off out towards 31st Street. I don't know if they're related or not related, but I haven't heard anything about that. And I didn't know if you guys knew anything about that. Yeah, they, they said during the press conference this morning that they don't have any reason to believe that those two are related. They did mention that, uh, that there was a shooting at 27th and McGee. But uh, yeah, Stacey Graves said at this point, there's no reason for them to believe that they're related. Yeah, it was it was super scary because the kid I don't even think knew what happened because yeah. he was standing there and then all of a sudden he went down on the ground. But there was it took law enforcement a good you know probably five minutes to get over there because they had to get through all the crowd. Right, right, exactly. Amanda, so. thank you. Yeah, um, glad glad you called in with that because I'm sure there are still questions about that going on. All right, if you want to hang on the line, 913-586-7798. We know this is what's on your mind today, so we will certainly keep talking about that. We'll also hear from Alex Gold of 610 Sports Radio, who was down there yesterday as well. More to come here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.